ready for this? Howdy, folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Word to your mother and welcome in to yet another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your hostess with the most is Chris Mitchum, the proud manager of the forever fighting team Fairlife. We are forever fighting. Joined with the usual crew, we have Aaron Hunt, manager of Let Russ Microwave. Yes, sir. What is happening? Beautiful people. Excited for another episode. And the baby daddy himself, Tim Raider, manager of Close But No Jamar. How are we doing? It's another week. Beautiful week of football. It was it was delicious football, including the Colts getting the dub over their former coach. Colt, go Colts. Mark that under things you'll love to see. I am really glad that the national media is finally starting to cool off on, on, on Frank Reich. Like whenever he was the Colts coach, we got so much crap for firing him. Like, Oh, you fired such a forward thinking revolutionary mind in the offense. And now he goes to Carolina and everybody's like, what is he doing? Yeah. Look what he's doing now. And shout out to, uh, um, I'm spacing his first name. Is it Kenny Moore? Kenny Kenny Moore. Moore. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I was facing his name. So I was going to say Frank Reich, seems like, Frank Reich seems like a great offensive line coach. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly like that is a good point. Good show for you today, as always. We have a week nine review that saw, safe to say, some very shocking, shocking results. We will get into those. Then, of course, we have another trade ring coming for you. Three more bouts to talk about. Um, you got you had studs moving, you had first round picks moving, you had all of the works that makes a good trade ring, so stick around for that. Of course, we have another this league guarantee heading your way. We're gonna get on a streak this week, fellas. I'm very excited about that one before we wrap it up with a week 10 preview. Drinks of the week. I told you guys before we came on the show, but I'll tell everybody else in case I sound a little little down. This is my flu game. I have not felt great all day, fighting a little little headache skis, but the show goes on, so I'm just drinking water. Tim, what are you drinking? We got a nice glass of St. Elmo's bourbon infused with cherry and vanilla on the rocks. Nice. I like that. For me, it's uh, quite literally nothing. Just so. nothing. Oxygen. Just, just me, myself, and I. You're getting... This is your last show before uh, before you take a couple weeks off. Isn't that right, Aaron? Yes, sir. Gonna be taking a bit of a hiatus. Gonna miss you guys, but I'll be back and, uh, you know, a new, new maturation and, you know... You're gonna be a new man. New man. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. I'd love to hear it. All right. Um, as always, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go to see the scores, see the previews. It's a lot, probably a lot easier to follow along with the show 
if you have that up and you can hear all that we're talking about, all the highlights, all the lowlights. Um, and we will now get into the week nine review. In case you have forgotten, week nine marked the fourth and final week of the Cadoba Chipotle Classic. I laid I laid the gauntlet down last week that I wanted Chipotle to end the classic with a double lead. Like I wanted to double the Cadoba division after this week. Did that happen? We will see. I mean, in order for that to happen, surely your boy had to win the first matchup that we were going to talk about. Of course, it was Team Fairlife coming into this one at a nice, solid 6-2, and two, taking on the lowly Zach and Brees Lightning coming into this one at 1-7. and seven. And this is likely not what anyone expected to happen. Zach decided, hey, just for S&Gs, let's score my highest Dude, point total. what? Of the year. Hey, what happened? What? An absolute explosion of a hundred. How many did he score? Yeah. Two points, which is just incredible. An unreal performance, really. Goodness and gracious. And to break down this game, it really the story really starts and ends with CJ Stroud. I mean, he mm-hmm. he flat out won the week for Zach. And the rest of the output that he had on his team was really icing on the cake. Thursday night, he got off to a really good start with Deontay getting 22 points. And then Alexander Madison having a pretty good showing uh, with Josh Dobbs at the helm. He had 17 points and then really just a lot of floor plays, mostly everywhere else. I mean, you know, even with Brees Hall only getting 10 points and Josh Downs got hurt during the game and he still puts up this point total. So we said going into the week, and I even called it, I'll give myself a little bit of a pat on the back, that there okay, was okay. there was a path for victory, and Zach found it in the way of C.J. Stroud leading it and then other supporting cast. C.J. Stroud, the seventh highest single point total in this league history, 50.8 points this week. Well done, sir. Yeah, just unbelievable. I mean, so incredible. Uh, but then you look on Chris's side as, you know, elated that Zach was, that his team was able to even sniff 140 points. Didn't think that was possible. I think this week hurts the pride a little bit for you, Chris. I mean, it's the worst week of your season. Of my life. Of his life, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> of my life. Is that your lowest point total you've ever had? Not of this season, absolutely. This is the first time I didn't crack 100. Um, but yeah, it's, it, was, it was a low week of my life, that's for sure. Yeah. Curious to know where it would fall all time. But anyway, nothing really went right for you this week, to be honest. Outside of, of course, Josh Allen showed up, put up 26 points. <laughs> I mean, that man, just week in, week out, the QB1, man, or a QB1. I mean, arguably, you know, you put Jalen Hurts up there, you put some other guys there, but he's he's always up there. And then, you know, Gabe Davis, Goose Egg, Cup with seven, Swift with seven, Kamara with 11, Cook with eight. I mean, you're just not going to 
win with those types of point totals when you're in the single digits across the board. So a lot going against you this week, to be fair. You highlighted that as well last episode, but no one could have foreseen this performance. So Chris gets blown out 142 to 89. Yeah, I kind of figured the Deontay Johnson uh, 22 points on Thursday night was not the best omen. Are you guys done putting Zach at the bottom of the power rankings now? Are we done? I I moved. I wish we had a power rankings this week. We got some updates. Like I said last week, I can't believe I'm the guy that defends him. And then he's just like, And you're number two, right? God, stop. Stop. We're moving on to the next matchup well, I guess I'll say I fall to six and three unfortunately pretty tough I mean I was I was trying to fight for that first round by so falling to six and three hurts while Zach just moves to a no effect two and seven other than he gets to say he beat a really good team so congratulations let's move on to the next matchup we had Steven and Mount Passmore coming into this one at 504 and four taking on another 500 team Hayden and uh Tua Infinity and Bijan yeah, to further set the stage, there are four, two, four and four teams uh, coming into this week. They were five and six in the league standings. You know, we're, we're closing in on like eyes on playoff seating and everything like that. So jockeying for positions. Um, however, two, four and four teams uh, likely headed in opposite directions, Thanks. as has been the theme when we talk about Steven's team lately. Hayden uh, jumps off to a hot start. Derrick Henry, yeah, it, it, it was snowing, you know, somewhere in America. It was tractor cedar season is upon us. He got a nice solid 19.2 points, and I think there's more of that to come. Three catches uh, is what you like to see there. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of, kind of, you know, stiff arming Tajay Spears a little bit. He continues to hold him off. I know, Chris, you're chomping at the bit there, but... So far, it looks like he's going to hold him up. The biggest, the, I think, the biggest disappointment of the season was Derrick Henry didn't get traded. I was, I was praying for that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought he was for sure. I think the Ravens had a deal, and then the Titans owner said, "Now nah, we're just going to hang on." But further for Hayden, uh, Rashad White gets in his lineup, rewards him with a twenty-eight point performance, two rushing touchdowns, four catches. Tank Dell in the same game gets a 29.6 performance for Hayden. Six catches, 114, and two touchdowns. A couple of kids. Like he is, he's turned into a dog. And correct me if I'm wrong, he was undrafted, or was he the final pick of the draft? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was drafted. I think he was like sixth round or something like that. Uh, sorry, in, in our in our this league rookie draft. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I think he was. 310. Yeah, he was the final pick. pick in the draft. So that just goes to show that you can find value at any any round if you, you know, you hit the home run. So uh, a couple of duds, like Jalen Waddle just continues to get banged up every game. Um, he puts up a nice eight-point performance after he, you know, looked like he might be back on track, comes yeah. into Germany and just gets banged up, in and out of the lineup, not the guy. Puka, more like Pupa Nakua, you know, with Brett Rippin out there. Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin Poopin Nakua. Brett Rippin, who has since been Rippin cut. Poopin. Not benched, not demoted to the practice squad, cut. Yeah, he's um, gone. And, man, Hayden, I'm sorry. Bijan Robinson, 
It's the theme. What what's Until- your what's your guys' take on Arthur Smith? I know like the fantasy community despises the man. Do you actually think he's doing this crap on purpose? Like just for fantasy managers? I, I like to think that a grown man, professional coach whose livelihood relies on performing well. It should not be thinking about fantasy football, but do you think there's a part of him that's like watch this? I, I don't. I personally think he's doing it on purpose. Really? You don't get to be the head coach in the NFL and and see Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and say, "Let's do screens and end arounds for Johnu Smith and give Algier Tyler Algier the ball." It's it's it comes down to the fact that he he doesn't care if he if he loses his job next week. He's still in a family of billionaires, isn't he? The the FedEx, like the guy who created FedEx, isn't he his son or something like that? Like, oh my god, his family, he might be a ton of money. So, like, he's not coaching like for his livelihood. He's just out there having fun. He's just being a guy. And then, yeah, I don't know. Aaron, thoughts? I just, I despise Arthur Smith and the fiber of my being. I think he does do it on purpose too, because he just has been so outspoken of his disdain for just the fantasy community, yeah. where it's like, oh, if I could just sneak in a shot here and there and just to really stick it to the man, I'm going to do it. You know, I feel like Kyle Shanahan has kind of had a little bit of that too in the past, where he's like, yeah, I'll just put in Elijah Mitchell. It's fine, you know, right. or, or like things like that. But yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. Good. I mean, Bijan's such a talent, and you would think that, you know, he'd get more than what he's doing right now. Yeah, he, he's so consistent. So sorry about that. Uh, for Steven, man, more of the same. Just doesn't have those dudes anymore. Um, Dalton Schultz, you know, did put in a nice performance. Seems tried his hardest. Better. How about him? Wow. With CJ Stroud, he got 26 points. And T. Higgins looked like his old self with 19 points. How about it? And then he strains his hamstring in practice and is going to miss a week. Or two. Have fun, Steven. That's the reality. Yeah. So even with guys on by all over the place, this one wasn't close. Hayden wins 133 to 94. All right. And uh, one thing I'll say about Hayden is, you know, I remember last week we were talking about, do you start Dobbs? Do you start Christian Watson? He threw in Tank Dell a little last minute-ish. And that paid a lot of dividends. It didn't win him the week, but I mean, it gave you a really respectable total, so props for that move there. Steven falls to four and five. Hayden marches on to five and four. And the, the only other thing I'm going to say, which I just think is so funny, is like Michael Thomas was Steven's number one draft pick in our first goose start, egg. and he just the goose eggs in his lineup. It's just, oh my god, gotta love that one Hayden moving to five and four you got to think he has a he has a pinky on the playoff spot nothing nothing set in stone yet but you got to think that win will go uh very far in getting him to the promised land let's move on to the next matchup it was our matchup to watch it was Tim and close but no Jamar coming into this one at three and five maybe the hottest team in the league taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth, the undefeated, undisputed 8-0 coming into this one. And for Anthony, yikes. I mean, I would just say the final score now. Tim dethrones the the man, the top of the pile. Anthony by a score of 147 to 100. 
and five. And honestly, going forward, what should give Tim a lot of confidence is we are no longer saying, hey, Tim scored 147. Look at that. Look at him go. We are now saying, yeah, Tim scored 147. That's that's what we should be doing, <laughs> which is scary. And I mean, you look at the team, the Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown connection did its thing again. CeeDee Lamb has been uh, enjoyed his second straight week as a top two wide receiver in fantasy football. And what should make everybody afraid, and it makes me very sad to declare this, I think Jonathan Taylor's back. I think he's back. You know, yeah, 50% of snaps week seven, 61% of snaps week eight, 74% of snaps last week, finished as the running back eight. He keeps looking better week by week, and that is scary. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, to Anthony's credit, I mean, Tim did have a full-strength side. Really, the only buy he was having to deal with is the Niners defense and Tank Bigsby. So Anthony will have that in his arsenal of excuses, as well as, obviously, missing Mr. Christian McCaffrey, who is still the running back one in fantasy football. You know you're a dog whenever your bye week hits, and you're still the number one by a pretty wide margin. Now, surprisingly, 105 by Anthony. This is actually only his third lowest point total scored this year. Week one, he put up 104, but he faced Steven, who only put up 97. And in week five, he only put up 97, but he faced Clayton, who only scored 89. So basically, Anthony finally got caught out. Finally got caught out. And even if you did have Christian McCaffrey come back and give you a 25 or so, it still would have been a pretty comfortable margin for Tim. However, uh, yes, I will say, however, if Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey would have played to their usual floors in combination with McCaffrey, I know that's a lot of ifs and buts, but then, yeah, it's probably a different story. Guys, is Lamar Jackson the most frustrating player in fantasy football? Like, I just looked, and he is the quarterback four, but he has performances of quarterback 18, quarterback 28, quarterback 20, quarterback 27. <laughs> like, I, it's, whenever the run game's working. Yeah. He's volatile. He's very volatile, that's for sure. Whenever the run game is working in Baltimore, John Harbaugh is just like, yep, let's just keep doing that. I like it. It's working. Protect the quarterback. Protect the franchise. Um, and unfortunately, I think his depth kind of got exposed a little bit. Anthony's, that is. He had to turn to Chuba Hubbard in his final flex spot. Um, so you don't really like seeing that as well. Some positives, though. The Watson-Cooper connection seems to be back in Cleveland. 24-point explosion for Amari Cooper there. And there seems to be signs of life from Ramondre Stevenson and Joe Mixon, who you like to see going forward. Tim, if he wasn't already arrived on the playoff scene, on the nut scene before this week, you got to say he's here now. Again, your final score, 147 to Anthony's 105. Aaron, what do you got to add here? I think just Tim now has a team where, like, I'm – based off these trades and just what he's done, it's like he he very much has set himself up in contention for the nut, despite what his record says. And I just feel like, uh, yeah, he's just here and he's going to be here for the whole duration. Uh, I could see him even getting up to as high as like the fourth seed as well, where it's like a few weeks ago, we were like, is he even going to make the playoffs? Um, and then Anthony as well, just finally getting a loss i feel like it was much needed oh thank uh, god when it came to just some of the luck that he'd been having 
Um, no offense, Anthony, love you, man. But for the division race that we have going, needed that loss. So thank you, Tim. Yeah, my one guy I want to shout out on top of everything you guys highlighted is Aaron Jones also looks to be back. 20 carries, six targets. Mm. Aaron Jones over 20 touches a game. He's an RB1. So I, I love to see that in the same week that Jonathan Taylor's back. It, it's feeling pretty good. I feel like it's hard for me to say Aaron Jones is back until he stops being limited every freaking practice. Hey, he doesn't have to practice the rest of the year. As long as, he, as long as he gets 20 touches, we're, we're good. We're golden. All right. I will say we do have the Thursday night football game going back, and DJ Moore just dropped a bomb in the end zone. Ah! Oh, no! Yikes. No! It was, he, he really didn't have a play on it. It could have been a better throw. But still, it's just ah! – Okay. Anyway, um, Tim improves to four and five. Anthony falls to eight and one. Let's get on to our next matchup. And this pretty much went the way you would expect. Aaron and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at five and three was taking on Dawn and Team Dawn Perignon, who came into this one at two and six, having a disappointing season to say the least. To say the least, indeed. Aaron, uh, just, just going to get right into it. Wins this one by a wide margin, 151, does his thing. Gosh. Don gets 94, and that's with Aaron pulling a Derek Carr off of waivers to start for a week and then <laughs> punch him right back to waivers. Um, Amon Ra on by, and then Don had uh, Brandon Ayuk on by, but that was really the only uh, play he didn't have there. Man, I mean, you just look across the board. I feel like we do this every week. You know, 20s from Eckler and Dig, high teens from Mark Andrews, um, Mostert and Barkley, mid-teens. Tyreek Hill had a down week with 11 and a half points. Doesn't matter. Still put up 151. Um, and, and the Browns defense, you know, shuts out Arizona 23 points. Anytime you get a defense mm. like that, good luck to the other team. Don, Two positive-ish twists. Chris Olave caught a touchdown. Look at him go. Maybe he's, I don't know. I was listening, you know, shout out to all the fantasy guys out there, but Olave hype has died down significantly from this offseason. And then on the opposite side, Jahan Dotson, who came in and just go stinker, stinker. You know, he got us going this offseason and early in the season. Gets this yeah, pod bricked up, baby. Back-to-back back back good, you know, above-average weeks out of him. But, man, putting up 94 points with no nobody on the bench coming to save your season, it's, it's looking real bleak out there, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. I will say, uh, Aaron, I hope you enjoyed your last week of using Raheem Mostert. <laughs> hey i hope not man i One think i'm gonna week. need a stretch run he may he not be uh he may not be the running back that he once was but i think he'll strike lightning in a bottle true. So. anything to add before we move on there Aaron? no it's just always good rubbing don's face in the dirt i always love that gee what did he do to you good lord <laughs> Him and, him and I always go back and forth when we play each other. So much fun I, kicking I didn't really him have in his much gut while he was down. It was fun to watch him lose. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, my friend. Aaron moves to six and three. 
tied with your boy for second in that very Chipotle, uh, competitive Chipotle division. While Don moves to two and seven, his winner go home game was last week. He is looking forward to next season. Let's get in to the final game of the week, and y'all know what that means. Oh, you guys know what time it is. Let's it go, is your go, go. game of the week, and it featured some absolute juggernauts battling it out. Oh, wait. Stretch was playing Clayton? Huh? And it was close from the start? <laughs> what? To finish as well. Hey, Ken Walker and Adam Thielen just decided to not show up and combined for 10 points. Okay. Chig, oh, something, whoa, with six. And then you had an unimpressive floor play everywhere else for Stretch. But leave it to Sam Howell and Josh Jacobs to bail him out of potential embarrassment, combining for 40 points, which Josh Jacobs earlier in the season had not been doing 20-point uh, performances, not even close. So Stretch desperately needed that and got it in a very clutch way. Clayton was icy hot, man, just hot and cold all up and down his lineup. He had Cole Komet with 23, and then K.J. Osborne had... Three. Yeah, Nico with 14, and then Zach Moss with two. Two. Uh, but no, Saints D with 12 points, and then Elijah Moore with three. Three. But not giving up, Clayton has a chance to defeat Stretch after a big performance from Joey B. Sunday night football, 26 points, feeling good. Up on him about his chances to win. Little does he know. Stretch has the absolute best luck of anyone I have ever seen playing fantasy football. Three. He needed a solid performance from Garrett Wilson to seal the deal. And up until late in the game, Garrett Wilson was not doing much until the second half. Second half comes, and by golly, does he get just enough from Garrett Wilson in the trash Jets to edge out Clayton by five points. Your final score, I am sad to report, stretch 109 to Clayton's 104. I didn't realize how close this game was until we just did that. Oh, my gosh. Clayton is getting so close to the upsets every week. My goodness. Um, his defense must be impeccable. Can you? Can we just guess real quick what ranking Josh Jacobs is in running back this year? RB... RB... 26. Oh my God. You know what? I had similar thoughts, Aaron, because I was listening on a podcast and somebody said this and I thought they misspoke. He is the RB4. The RB4. It doesn't make sense when it you look doesn't. at his performances. I literally don't believe you. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, big bomb. Two. Hoped? Mike Strait? Is that Mike Strawn? Strawn? Straight? Whatever? Strachan the former Colt? Ex-Colt? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. On a go route. Yeah. RB4 is insane. Anyway. I'm that's, glad. that's crazy. I still need to look that up. I'm glad we shared our shock. Um, But yes, Stretch gets lucky again. Sky's blue. Grass is green. Tim, close us out.
this this is why Stretch is so frustrating to watch. Because we talked last week about how he is the overperformer award half of the season. The other half of the season, he craps the bed and wins. He wins with 100-point performances, 99-point performances when he has his down weeks. It's it's voodoo magic. Yeah. The RBs must be terrible because you definitely are right, but his point totals have not been, like, great. I know. I know. I was shocked to hear that. I was thinking he was like RB seventeen or something, like you were, you know. Wow. All right, that's wow. what, that's why I asked. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll stretch somehow in a loser way, moves to seven and two, while Clayton falls to one and eight. As always, good effort, Clayton. And that was your week nine review. We had some results, man. Tim down in Anthony, Zach down in your boy. Clayton almost pulling off the result, man. It's always un- unpredictable up in here, just like some of the trades in this league. I'll tell you what. What do we say we get into another round of the This League trade ring? Let's go. Ding, ding. There we go. The This League trade ring. In case you are familiar, ladies and – or in case you are not familiar – Ladies and gentlemen, the This League trade ring goes as follows. You have two people enter the ring, uh, two people who did a trade. We lay out the trade, and then the uh, the other two of us will um, decide who the winner is. We take into account win now, rebuild, draft picks, whose draft picks you got, all of that jazz. And then uh, once we lay it out, we count down from three, and we decide the winner. Gentlemen, are you ready? You know it. Let's go. All right. Well, let's get into your first matchup here, ladies and gentlemen. And this one hits awfully close to home. That's right. I don't know if I get to be the sole decider. You are, here. The, you, you are the sole decider, Chris. <laughs> I am the sole decider. So let's get into this trade. It was between Aaron and Let Russ Microwave. In the left corner, in the right corner, it was between, or it was Tim and close, but no Jamar. The trade was as follows. Tim receives tight end Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, obviously, we know Aaron had the tight end depth and all that jazz. Aaron received quarterback Dak Prescott and a 2025 third round pick. Obviously, Aaron rolling with Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr and all of those good guys. I think he solves his quarterback's issue going forward with Dak Prescott. Wait, what? What? What's happening? What is happening? Oh my God! Open up! It's me, brother. Here I am. Ah. It's Kyle Stretch. It's Stretch. Aaron, did you know this was happening? From the top row. No, I had From no the top idea. Row. Oh my god. From the top row. Stone Cold coming in. Uh, Is this the most electric uh, moment on this podcast what's history? Go- what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been sooner, but there was a Zoom updating. I'm like, oh crap. Could you guys tell I was stalling like a mother? I was stalling. Uh, oh my gosh. What's going on, boys? Hey, Stretch. How's it going, man? 
good, man. Uh, good. You know, guys, Stretch had a pretty big hand in a lot of these trades, so I figured what better guest to have to go through the trade ring than the uh, owner of, uh, what's your freaking team name? Walker. Walker. I hardly know her. And hardly know her. Stretch. I apologize for Good the evening. rambling of the this league trade. Yeah, ring. what what'd you do? What'd you do to stall? Is my question. <laughs> I was just like explaining the team makeout. I was explaining. <laughs> like, I was oh, looking man, for the trade. Where's the notes? <laughs> Good work. Good work. <laughs> All right. So stretch is going to be the one that helps me decide this one and some of the ones going forward again your trade details for the first one between aaron and tim aaron receives dak prescott oh before before we start i don't even think i have a say in this because this technically was a three-team trade with aaron not knowing That's, so yeah i had a feeling ex- there was explain something this up, here yeah ex- I, I explain the back yeah so uh, tim could explain more on why we did it the way yeah. we did but oh, ten, oh there i had to mute myself so I was I was too nervous with the piece I was going after to bring in a third team and like give visibility. I, I was worried that this third team would see it and either back out or ask for more. And you'll find out soon. I didn't have more <laughs> to give up. And and so it was really kind of a little behind the scenes work um, that just culminated in essentially the first three team trade. Yes. I mean, we wanted to do the, oh, cool, sleeper, three-team trade, first ever, but Tim was scared Aaron was going to do something mischievous, yeah. which is not past him at all, you know? Well, let, <laughs> well, let me ask you guys, do we want, do we want to do the first ever, like, trade ring, three-team trade? It's I, directly correlated, so I say let's I do say, it. I, I say that. yes. It was originally planned on doing it. It's up to Aaron at the end of the day, but... Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Okay, we have a we have a stop to the fight before the fighters even got in. We have a change of rules. <laughs> Here we go. Mike Dean stops the fight. Let's do a three team trade here. The first ever in this league history, which means, hey, of course, it's just you. Wait, are, it's just me again. Gosh, it's just you. That mean I pick one winner. You yeah, guys who else? I mean, winning? you could. You. I mean, since it's not just a win straight. Two team win loss zero sum. I mean, you could pick two winners, one loser. You can pick one loser, two winners. You could pick the best one. Yeah, do like a podium, bronze, silver, gold. Yeah, yeah. You, you know guys what? are That's putting a good idea. so much pressure on me right now. You got this. You got this. All right. So as you can obviously tell, this was a three team trade between the other three people on this podcast. Let's break it all down here. You already know Aaron. We'll start with the small one. He receives Dak Prescott and a 2025 third round pick from Tim. Let's go over to uh, Tim here. So he gives away Dallas Goddard. No, I'm sorry. He gets Dallas Goddard. God, how do I explain this? All right, all right. I could do. I could do this. I could do this. All right. So Aaron receives from the trade Dak Prescott and a 2025 third round pick. Tim receives from the trade Sam Laporta. Whoa! Sam yeah. Howell. And he received a 2024 third round pick. And then Mr. Walker, hardly know her himself, <laughs> Kyle Stretch, receives Dallas Goddard, two 2026 first round picks, 
2024 second round pick, 2026 second round pick, 2025 third round pick, and a 2026 third round pick. Good God, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you slowed that one down. Go rewind. Listen to it again. Because that was a haul. That was a haul. We will break this down. I think I'm ready to award my my medals. I think. Do it. All right, here we go. Where's the curtain unraveling? I'll start with the gold medal. Should I just start at the top? No, no. You start start bronze. You start bronze. bronze. You start with bronze. Start bronze. I'm just being bullied around today. Let's do this. (laughs) All right. Uh, Gentlemen, count me down. Three, two, two, one. The bronze medal goes to Mr. Aaron Hunt. And I will say, it's not it's not even it's a bad trade for you. Like, I think the other two were just so much more impactful that you just get the bronze out of like, yeah, you took care of a pressing need your team had and you got a third out of it. You and you gave away a guy that you probably aren't even would put in your lineup. So maybe I shouldn't have gave you bronze. I don't know. I, I think, will I, I think Dak is a guy who who can carry a playoff team. I, I think I think, you know, don't undersell that, but yeah. If he gets hot, yeah. If he gets hot, he actually, been... actually, I'm switching. I'm switching. I'm giving. I'm giving Tim the third place. The, the bronze. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll proudly take that. Aaron will receive the silver, and Mr. Kyle Stretch will receive the gold. Let me try my best to break this down here. First, Just I already. Good, good luck. I already said it. Aaron, you get the piece. That's probably going to be your piece. The rest of the season potentially for seasons to come i mean trevor lawrence hasn't really looked like that guy uh he's looked like a good nfl quarterback fantasy quarterback eh, so so and you give away like i said a tight end dallas goddard you're probably not going to use when you have kyle pitts and mark andrews on your roster and you even get a 2025 third round pick out of it good for you so then tim immediately flipped and this is where you know i think they were talking about they didn't want the other team to know tim immediately flips dallas goddard and two 2026 first, a 2026 second, 2024 second, two thirds. Basically, were that all the draft picks you had, Tim? I currently have a 24 third I got back in the trade and a 26 third. Maybe electric. But I will say, Tim does receive Sam Howe, which I know a lot of people could probably think of him as a throw in piece, but you seem stretched to start him in pinch situations and him just drop 35. Like, right, Aaron? <laughs> QB six on the year. What in the world, yeah, right? So it's not a horrible piece, but stretch obviously getting Kyler Murray back and then also starting Anthony Richardson um, going forward uh, once he gets back. But Tim, I will say the 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 queen of the ball here, Sam yeah, Laporta reasonably. in the draft, you could argue he is the number one dynasty tight end in football right now. You could argue that. With the age... Yeah. With the involvement, I think uh, you know Dalton Kincaid will eventually pass him. Obviously, but <laughs> um, he's the number one, and you had to give up a very serviceable tight end and two firsts. I think the reason why I give you bronze, though, and I was kind of chatting about it, I, I, I understand the dynasty perspective for, but from an immediate contribution standpoint, I understand Dallas Goddard's tight end eight. He's been fairly disappointing, but I'm just not sure that drop of production is worth two firsts and a second or two firsts, two second. Does that make sense? 
Like I, I understand needing to pay up for Sam Laporta because he could uh, he is arguably the dynasty tight end one. But I just think that drop of production may be a bit too much of a cost. But ultimately, you plugged kind of like Aaron. I think maybe the only weakness in your team as well with Darren Waller going on by, and you've been starting the likes of Logan Thomas. So I'll shut up. Um, Aaron, we'll start with you. How do you feel about how do you feel about this trade? Or I guess first question I'll ask you: Would you have like signed off on a three-team trade if you knew this was the outcome? I would have had to maybe think about it a little bit more if I knew who was involved. But uh, I did. I did know something was uh, up. Because I mean, I had, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah it was. Stretch and I are both individually hounding Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stretch was giving me trade offers of pieces that were in the trade with him and Tim, and like Tim was talking to me about things, and yeah. So I, I had a feeling something was brewing between them. But at the end of the day, the value of me getting Dak and just being able to not have to worry about. The quarterback position for the foreseeable future, he will probably have some matchups later down the line that are more difficult. So I might have to play the who do I play game, but at least for the immediate future, while I'm trying to get a first round buy still, I felt like it was well worth it. And Dallas Goddard's on IR. He's not even going to be healthy for the next four weeks. So sure. yeah, I felt like it was worth it. And honestly, if I did know the whole aspect of the trade, I still probably go go for it to be honest, but I, I would have had to like maybe take another two or three, you know, moments of like, okay, should we, should I do this or not? Can I just like revoke the trade and we go back and do it in the three way just to like satisfy <laughs> my eyeballs. That'd be so hot. That'd be so hot. I don't, I'm not opposed to it, but if something messes up, I'm, <laughs> it's going to be a little weird. That's funny. Um, I'll go to Tim now. Uh, obviously I just said my spiel. Certainly I think the price was right for Laporta. Um, I, I guess, I guess I thought it was a little high, but like to your point, like you sold out and you probably satisfied your tight end issue for the next 10 years. That's the goal. You know, th this is a trade about me having conviction about a player. Sam Laporta was my favorite tight end in the draft. I was desperately wanting the Bengals to take him in the first round. I thought he was that dude. And when the second round started um, in our rookie draft, I, I just remember being like, oh, please, please, please let him fall. Please let him fall. And I would have sprinted to that podium. But Stretch took him, so I had to say, ah, darn, like, you know, maybe, whatever. And then I, I've seen it now. Like, he looks the part. He's getting the targets. It looked, The Detroit offense is good. The convictions around him for, for me is that I do think he's that next tight end. You know, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews in a redraft. And even if you were starting a dynasty this year, you'd probably take over him. Um, but Laporter would be that next guy. Delta Kincaid. And, I think, and yeah, Kincaid's good. Oh, he's, what about he's Hawkinson sure. too? Delta Kincaid. Um, but for me, for me, it's Laporta. I, I felt very strongly about that. And that's why I went and got my guy um, to, to plug in the tight end spot. I was really trying to not give up Dak because I love him as my backup QB. Um, but once Aaron was pretty sold on him, I had to get, you know, another quarterback. So that's where Sam Howell came into play. And then to stretch his credit, this is the way trades are supposed to work. I had to pay a tax. We're in the same division. He has, he said, you know, damn you. I've, I've been struggling at tight end for years. And I finally had my guy. And I said, 
yeah, and I want him. So I had to pay the tax, you know. That's fair. It started That's out fair. conversations. The conversations were just two first and a second. And it was strong enough that, you know, I, I, he bit a little bit. But then I had to keep sweetening the pot. We, we had to go figure out who was going to be his tight end to replace Sam right. LaPorta. And that's oh, where Aaron yeah. came into play, where I had to I he Shretz was not gonna do the deal unless I got him one of you know one of the guys he was after. So that's how it kind of went down for me. I, I I saw my guy I wanted and I was gonna do just about everything in my power to get him on my team, um, complete it and lock him in for the for the future. Sure. So stretch, we feel we feel okay with Dallas Goddard heading that way. And maybe you could go get you a Go get you a tight end with one of your eighty thousand first pick, first round picks now. Well, well, I mean, we'll find out. We have another spoiler. trade ring. A little spoiler. <laughs> we do. We do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I love Laporta. It was very hard for me to give up. I it it was very hard. And you know, to be honest, going back to the draft, you know, he was my third tight end on the board. I wasn't even gonna. I, I he fell to me, and I was like, oh. I'll pick him, I guess. So I turned him into a haul. So at the end yep. of the day, you had to I say goodbye. Be, can't be dissatisfied. So that's fair. That's fair. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that was as cohesive as I didn't make it sound. <laughs> we tried our best here, ladies right. and gentlemen. Oh, got- real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> so Aaron, you're telling I I you're saying that Dak uh, you take Dak over Sam Howell because it just dumbfounded me you'd even try to counter trade or anything w- with that original trade. You just said no. <laughs> yeah. Are, were you just hurt? Were you just hurt from our matchup a couple weeks ago or Oh god. No, 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 no. I mean <laughs> I I just think there's more history of Dak being you know, relevant and reliable. he's been on Greek reliable. I mean, you wanted the same trade for him, and it's like, because your trade offer right was Goddard and a third for Sam Howell, and that's exactly what I paid Tim for Dak Prescott. I, I think feel it was, like, I think it was the other way around. I think it was I give you a third and Howell for Goddard. Well, oh well, well either way. It. Yeah, there you have it, folks. Stretch already hinted at it, but we will move on to our next matchup. Which stretch first? Congratulations on being the victor of the first ever three Wade this league trade ring bow. What do they call that in the WWE? It's like triple threat or something, or sure, yeah, triple threat. Yep, is that what it's called? Well, yeah, it's called a triple threat. Let's yep. go. First ever triple threat fight into this league trade ring let's move on to this next one stretch once again was entering into the ring this time his foe was zach the owner of Brees lightning the trade goes as follows zach's receives a 2024 third and a 2025 third round pick two-thirds stretch receives mr Taysom hill mr just how a white man runs the football from He's back, baby. The new He's back home from the New Orleans Saints. Was he part of one of like your championship winning teams last year? Last year, of course was. he was. Of course he was. Aaron started. Aaron, it's going to be us two here. Pretty easy trade stretch. You want to count us down? All right, three, two, and one. Stretch. Stretch. Yeah, it's it's stretch. It's stretch. Congratulations, stretch. Going 2-0. I mean, I 
I still don't think it's a bad trade for Zach. He picked him up off of waivers. He's a 33-year-old tight end. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, he got he got value for him. No, not but, a bad, not a bad trade. I won't dunk on Zach about it. I just think. Oh, for, I need yeah. For your situation and the fact you have to wait on Goddard to get healthy, right. you know. That was my biggest thing. I was just asking around, see if I can throw together just for a four to five week temporary person until Goddard comes back. And, you know, Taysom Hill's perfect for that. Perfect. Absolute. If, if Zach would have held, held out for a second, would you have paid it? No, we already talked about it. Okay. He's, he said, he offered, counter offered me a second. And I was like, no, I'm not doing a second. Sorry. And he's like, okay, send it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, send it back. You got to try. I love that. I love that. No, I, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. All right, Stretch. Well, thank you for joining us for this yep. bout of the This League Trade Ring. It's only right to play you out here. Until, Thanks, until next time, Stretch. Been a pleasure, guys. Have a good rest of the podcast. We out. See you, Stretch. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, I even pressed the wrong eye. got me all kind of gababulated. Let's go make some money real quick. The This League. Guaranteed. Oh, man. What a moment. What a moment for the people out there. That was wild. I, I literally had no idea. <laughs> so did you see his face first and you were like, wait, what's going on? And then you heard the music. Well, yeah, I saw the Kyle thing loading. I was like, did we just like give did stretch just like find our Zoom room <laughs> on accident or something? Like, what is he doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. I loved it. All right. In case you forgot last week, we got the first one of the year, Aaron. Only took us like, yeah, nine weeks, eight weeks. First guarantee of the year. Steelers minus three. Chiefs minus one and a half. And Gus Edwards over 51 and a half rushing yards. He had 52 yards on five carries. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, baby. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. We hit you a nice little plus 720 parlay last week. You got to love that, and we are back for more. We are due for more, if I may say so myself. Aaron, we'll throw it over to you. What's your first leg of the parlay this week? My first leg is going to be none other than Saquon Barkley. Mr. Saquon. Over three and a half catches because... I don't know if you've seen the line of this Cowboys-Giants game, Chris, but the Cowboys are minus 17. Good God. And they're going to get down early, and they're going to have to pass. And it's Danny DeVito at quarterback, a.k.a. Tommy DeVito. And he can't push the ball downfield to save his life. He sure so can, can he? he's going he's to probably get mauled by that Dallas front, Micah Parsons and company. And he's just going to have to dump it off to Saquon. And I think that will happen four times. So I think it's a pretty easy one. He's had at least three catches the last like four weeks. So, yeah, I think this one hits without question. This one could hit in like the second quarter. So I <laughs> I like that one a lot. I will start. I'll go over to me now. 
I am actually going to go. So it's a bit, it's a bit more risky than our usual parlays, but we're feeling hot. We're feeling good after last week. We are going with, and, and please, if you have like a bucket around or like a paper bag, you might throw up before I say this. So I'll give you a couple seconds to get prepared. You good? Awesome. We are going with Najee Harris. Any time touchdown scorer against the Green Bay Packers. The reasoning here is two of the past three weeks, after not scoring a touchdown in the first five weeks of the season, Najee Harris has gotten into the end zone. You're looking at 14 carries, 16 carries. He is called the Baby Yeti for a reason, for whatever reason. It happened last year. It happened the year before that. The second half of the season, Najee Harris turns it on. Also, with the Steelers' offense just in general, you are facing a very, very beatable Green Bay Packers defense, and they have Deontay Johnson back, which I think really helps them move the ball. And unlike the Bills or unlike the Eagles, whenever you get inside the five, Kenny Pickett ain't doing no push, tush, push. Or Mike Tomlin's totally going to trust Najee Harris to try to run it in from three yards over Kenny Pickett trying to throw it or run it the ball in. So I think this game's actually going to be pretty gross. I think it's going to be slow. Uh, not a lot of boom-boom plays, I don't think. So I think you're going to see a lot of methodical yards, a lot of chances inside the five for Najee Harris to punch it in for plus 150 is my leg of the parlay. Tim, we'll throw it over to you for the last one. And, and this is the easiest one. It, it only took me only took us a year and a half to get the only bet that is actually guaranteed every weekend, it's week guaranteed. out. It's happened 18 or 19 games in a row. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to ride with Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, minus 185. So the odds are not quite, you know, the, in the 110, 115 or plus, but low enough that it's going to impact the, this league guarantee. CMC anytime touchdown. I love it. Like it too. So there you have it. We got the Saquon Barkley over three and a half catches, CMC anytime touchdown score. And I would be the first to raise my hand that if this goes to poop, it'll probably be mine. But if it hits, I will take all of the credit. Najee Harris, any time touchdown score, will get you a nice plus 759. And uh, especially after this week, that parlay right there, we guarantee it. Let's get on to the week nine. Ooh, excuse me. Week 10 preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey, bye, 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 bye. We say goodbye this week to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I get a week break from Kadarius Tony Misery. Looking forward to that. We also say goodbye to the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. Three teams with a lot of fantasy assets there. So Depth will surely be tested. We welcome back the Broncos, the Lions, the Jags, and the 49ers. I forgot to mention it in the review, but what just happened? What just happened? I saw I saw Aaron freak out. It means DJ Moore did something. DJ Moore got a jet sweep carry. Good. 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 Um, I forgot to mention it, but the final tally of the Chipotle Cadoba division. I, I lost I lost the challenge. I lost the challenge. The final score was Chipotle 12, Cadoba 8. Closer than, Ooh, Cadoba, closer than we thought. Closer than we Cadoba actually won last week. 
they 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 came on top three two last week, and I'm sure Zach beating me really helped that. So we are back to the divisional showdowns this week per usual. And ladies and gentlemen, after this week, only four more weeks until playoff time. We are in crunch time. You're seeing the trades firing up. You're seeing the decisions be more and more important as we go. And you could see them all at www.thisleaguepod.com, especially the lineups we're about to talk about. We will start with a uh, Chipotle division clash. And I'm talking about Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at 1-8, and eight, taking on a Hayden team with uh, Tua Infinity and Bijan coming into this one at 5-4. and four. Yeah, and we have, like I mentioned on Hayden's review, a team that's really trying to solidify that playoff spot. Does have to do so without Patrick Mahomes. And without Tua, two quarterbacks that every week he seems to go back and forth on and two very, you know, top five, top six quarterbacks on the year. So we will see the likes of we don't know yet. No quarterback. Yeah. No current current quarterback on the roster to play. So right now, you know, with a quarterback void, Hayden's being given a 55 percent chance of victory. Slot in 16 points from a quarterback that likely creeps more towards like 70%, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and reasons for it, like like we'll say, um, Hayden's got, you know, welcomes back into the lineup, Travis Etienne, oh, yeah. Debo Samuels back. Debo coming off the, remind me, was it a wrist or a rib? He had some sort of injury. It was just a Debo injury. Yeah, yeah, just like a, a slight fracture somewhere that he couldn't. I think play. it was Poseidon, something like that. <laughs> and uh, and as well, you know, Bijan and, and Jameer Gibbs in the flex spots. Bijan just every time is going to be tough, and then Gibbs gets David Montgomery back this week, so it'll be interesting to see. That will be very interesting to watch. Split. It's a plus matchup against the Chargers that, you know, it's easy to pass on a little bit. So we'll see if the pass catching back stays up. Does David Montgomery's recent injuries scare them away from giving him 40 carries a game? I don't know. That remains to be seen. That is a potentially pivotal swing in this league. Like if if David Montgomery comes back, it gets 30 carries and two touchdowns a game. How big of a boom is that to stretch? But if he doesn't and Jameer Gibbs keeps staying the man, how big of a boom is that for Hayden? Like, I, I don't even know at this point. Can they even coexist? Can they both just be fine? Or is Dan Campbell like, I need my guy, you know? So Huge. who knows? So, but I, I will be watching that very closely. Yeah, I, I think we got a couple lineup still, decisions still to come from Hayden. By no means is his, his side locked in. Uh, Clayton on the other side, you know, Damian Pierce is back. Woo-hoo. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I'm glad we all had the same reaction because that's the appropriate <laughs> reaction. Um, Algier is still in the RB spot. Drake London might be back from a groin. Nico Collins hasn't practiced this week. Like a lot of guys coming back off injury or picking up new injuries. So like we're we're hurting a little bit and we're still starting in the flex guys like Jaden Reed and Elijah Moore. Um, so in this one, I, I'm very clearly going to take Hayden in this one. Remember, you remember week one whenever I was like, I'm going to predict Tyler Algier to outscore Bijan this week? Yeah, do we have an update? I kind of want to. Like, this season? Oh, I meant just for that one week. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were going to. But I kind of want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to do it again. Uh, I'm thinking about it, but I will be taking Hayden here as well. Looking forward to seeing who he picks up to go up against the likes of, uh, like you said, Jaden Reed and Elijah Moore. Aaron, who you got? I am also taking Hayden. I think he's got the people on paper to get it done in this one. And just, yeah, Clayton does not have uh, the firepower necessary uh, to be able to overcome just honestly the talent that is Travis Etienne, that is Debo Samuel. I mean, I just trust those guys way more than I do. Um, What Clayton has rolling out there, as difficult as it is to say, because Clayton has almost taken down so many people this season. So I like Hayden. Cool. Three, four, Hayden, as we move on to the next matchup, it is Steven and Mount Passmore representing the Cadoba division. We got a little cross division action here, taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth um, coming into this one at eight and one. And I will say, if Steven wants to hold on to a glimmer of hope for a playoff berth, this isn't a, I don't think this is a winner go home just yet. I think we got to see how Hayden does going forward. But uh, if he, if, if Steven wants to hold on to a glimmer of hope, this isn't quite a winner now go home name, winner go home game, but it is up there. Sleeper giving Anthony a 66% chance of victory. Steven coming into this one on a three game losing streak. Keep in mind, he only gave his studs up two weeks ago. So he was already kind of hurting going into that one. While Anthony just suffered his first L of the year, thanks to Mr. Tim and close but no Jamar. For Steven, it's the usual. It's everybody's favorite sitcom show. It's A.J. Dillon, Latavius Murray, and the boys. And as of today, uh, he could be missing one of his main boys. Uh, Tim referred to it earlier. T. Higgins picked up an injury midweek. Probably good for Anthony, bad for Tim and the Bengals. Um, But he's expected to miss week 10, which means probably a pivot to Michael Thomas, or maybe we even do a tight end double-decker stacker, you know, with one of Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, in addition to Evan Ingram. And as for Anthony, he help, he welcomes back with arms wide open. Wide open. Isn't that a song? <laughs> what? Sure. Wah, wah, wide open. What's that? What's that? Is that Creed? Can you take me higher? <laughs> Come on. I know you guys know it. That's the yeah. one the, that's when the guy flew at the Super Bowl. You know my music knowledge is is vast and and deep, and I know a lot of songs. Tim's like, if it's not Selena Gomez, I don't know it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Anthony will open his arms wide open. Back to Mr. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, and really besides Travis Kelsey, who is is a beast? He is full strength, um, and his pivot is probably looking to be Mr. Jake Ferguson who's looking like a very viable option at tight end this year. Um, and for Anthony, you got some matchups you like. Keenan Allen in a high-scoring matchup against the Lions. Mixon gearing up to run all over Houston. Um, and I will say Lamar Jackson makes me a little nervous in that Cleveland matchup. I mean, again, that kind of seems like a game where you could rely on the run game or maybe he'll have to play hero ball and go win it in a tough matchup. Um, last question here for this matchup is, is Zay Flowers an auto start for Anthony still? No. I feel like he started the year really hot and he was the hotness and all that kind of stuff. Um, He hasn't finished above the wide receiver 15 since week six, and his last two finishes are 69 and 88. 
um, not not good, not good. And then when you're Anthony, I mean, you, do you pivot to Jerry Judy or Curtis Samuel? I don't know. That's just, I think, a, a weakness to watch going forward in his roster. I think we have a tendency to look at Zay Flowers and be like, good option. But I don't really know if that's a if that's an assumption we should be making anymore. All of that being said, I have a philosophy over here in the Mitchum household that I don't pick a team that starts A.J. Dillon and Latavius Murray. I am picking Anthony. Yeah, I'm taking Anthony as well. No contest. I'm taking Steven for the vibes, baby. I'm taking Steven for the absolute vibes. I think A.J. Dillon has a 20-point game. I feel like he has at least one of those every year. Here comes catch-up. Yes, this is a pick'em's <laughs> play. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to get in the end zone. Uh, Latavius Murray's going to just fall into the end zone three times. He's got three carries for three touchdowns. Uh, Lamar's going to break his leg. And Goodness yeah, gracious. <laughs> yeah, bring on all the bad juju for Anthony's team. I really want that first round buy. So, Steven, baby, I'm taking you. Oh God, the the pandemonium if Anthony falls to eight and two. Let's move on to the next matchup. It is Mr. Stretch Walker, a hardly knower, coming to this one at seven and two, taking on Don, team Don Perignon at two and seven. And Don's team just kind of makes me sad these days. Makes me sad. Stretch has a fifty percent chance of victory, and I'm gonna take Stretch in this one. Ba- back to you guys. Okay. Electric. I concur as well. I will say for stretch, he welcomes back James Conner this week, potentially. He welcomes back Kyler Murray this week, potentially. He welcomes back David Montgomery. There's a lot of names that, you know, he's been waiting on to heal or he's been waiting to come back to be part of his roster. Um, I think if you're stretched, this is a good week and you're hoping all of those guys get off to a good start. I mean, as for Dawn, I mean, I'm just praying for Tony Pollard and Chris Olave at this point. Let's hope they can do something just to Antonio Gibson's so terrible. Just to give him some kind of spark. Let's move on to the next matchup. It is. Oh, I'm taking stretch by the way as well. That was Luke Musgrave. Like, what is that? <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Let's move on to the next matchup. Um, it is Tim and close, but no Jamar coming into this one at four and five, taking on Zach and Brees Lightning at two and seven. And all I'm saying is if this game were played last week, it would have been an absolute thriller with Tim winning 147 to 142. And as of this writing, Sleeper is giving Zach, Zachary, a 54% chance of victory. With that being said, uh, Tim has yet to plug in Mr. Sam Howell, who I assume will be his starting quarterback. So that will probably swing the percentage chance to Tim, you know, maybe 55, 56, which, I mean, hey, for Zach, that's still not bad. That's not a bad margin. That certainly puts you into striking range. Um, Tim, of course, having to deal with the Jalen Hurts-AJ Brown combo being on by as well as Mr. Pacheco on by so if there's one week where maybe tim is looking a little more vulnerable than usual especially the past two weeks it is this one so merry christmas you get zach but i mean we said it last or we said it last week we said it this week cj stroud not a pushover Brees hall gets the raiders are you kidding me 
Alexander Madison is now the lone dog there in Minnesota after Cam Akers' injury. Deontay Johnson has looked very serviceable, and Joku's been turning it on. Javante Williams got 30 carries last week. Like, Zach is officially, like, I think I'm honestly comfortable putting Zach a tier above Don and Clayton. Like, he, a lot of, a lot of his guys have hit. A lot of his guys have been turning it on towards the end of the year. Um, so he's certainly viable going forward. With all of that being said, I am not going to pick against CeeDee Lamb going against the Giants or Jonathan Taylor running all over the New England Patriots defense. Um, one weakness for Tim to watch out for, Jalen Warren. He's fine. He's okay. Uh, but, I mean, if you if you do somehow get into a shootout with Zach, you don't love Jalen Warren being in your lineup there. But I think everything else kind of overpowers Zach. Am I taking Zach here? Am I taking Zach here? I haven't actually put in so my pl- pick up yet. My my lineup decisions. So Jamar Chase is currently on my bench because he's been oh, he's not right. practicing this week with his back. It's trending like he's gonna play. So in that scenario, he likely slots in over Jalen Warren, as well as Laporte is gonna slot slot in the lineup and Howell is gonna get in there. So I've got three guys that oh I, I'm an idiot. That's right. Happen, but. Chase, I'm. St- I still gotta. I, I need somebody to come out and confirm that he's gonna play. Um, so right now, I'm setting my lineup as if the expectation is he's not, and that's why it's, it's a little tighter than you might think. Still, I think I'm, I'm. I'm sitting here thinking I need 120 this week. I think Zach's team's got a good shot at putting up another solid performance this week. Yeah, I forgot about the Sam Laporta as well. Um, that he is not yet in your lineup. I think this is gonna be close. Aaron, who are you going with? Asking for a friend. I'm taking Zach for the vibes. Dang it. Uh, definitely <laughs> need to just get some ground in, in the pickums. And I think uh he's gonna just continue to play spoiler, man. Just gonna continue to come out of nowhere and keep stacking up some wins. Tim, who you going Why with? Why not, man? Reese Hall going for 40. Chris, you go first. You go first. You go first. I asked you. You go first. I don't care. I'm the host. You go first. I'm in the game. God, you're right. Uh, I'm going to go Tim. I'm going to go Tim. Honestly, credit to Zach that we have to think this hard. Credit to Zach, dude. Just just keep chipping away. Yeah, th- this feels like a letdown spot for me, and not going to lie. Um, and after squeaking out my must-win against uh, Hayden and then beating the undefeated team in the league, I think I'm in a spot where a letdown won't kill my season vibes. Um, I'm going to take Zach. I, I got eyes on Javante Williams. You know, I, I think on top of, you know, the Brees Halls, who we know is a dog, he's a guy that like, if he's back, it's, it could start as soon as this week. That's Monday night too. So that would be fun to watch. Um, yeah, man. So I'm the only one taking Tim. Okay. I'll take that. And you know what, Zach, it, you, it's, it's perfectly fine to have a letdown week against Zach, Tim. We all do it from time to time. You know, (laughs) it happens. It happens. Let's move on to our final matchup to preview, which makes it, of course, our matchup to watch. Lot riding on this one, Mr. Tim, isn't there? Tell me something good, Tim. Tell me something good. Man. Hey, Aaron, you stink. You suck. Hey, Aaron, you're getting married soon. 
He's not he's not going to be able to come on the podcast tomorrow or next week to like let me just trash him. That's why. That's why you're not coming on the pod next week. I am going I'm getting married by like 70 points. I'm getting married. I can't come on your pod. Actually, I just don't want Chris to bend me over. (laughs) All right, everybody. We got it. We do have a lot riding. We have a podcast host matchup, former Civil War matchup. The matchup for number two in Chipotle. This team, the winner of this one, uh, likely has the only shot of catching Anthony. Yeah, I think you add a fourth loss to either one of you here. Whoever comes out with four losses is going to have a tough time making up three games in four weeks on Anthony. That's just yeah. that's just straight facts. That's not going to happen. So the winner of this is the only uh, fighting chance against catching Anthony. Quarterback matchup, Aaron's rolling out his new guy, Dak Prescott, plus matchup against the Giants. You know, you can run on them. You can pass on them. You can just about anything. They looked like a peewee football team last week against the Raiders. Tony Pollard's breakout game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And CeeDee Lamb catches a touchdown or two, and that's fine. Josh Allen on the other side is going to be greater than sign Dak Prescott. Josh (laughs) Allen's going to be. Greater than sign most quarterbacks in this league. Uh, running down the the running back, we have Chris welcoming back Jerome. For oh, sorry, no, he's been back. Uh, he 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 missed or sorry, he didn't miss. He should have missed two weeks ago when he got like ten percent of carries, and then he got a good look work, workload last week. He was coming back from a okay. high ankle sprain, so yeah, I feel comfortable starting okay. him this week. I see that. Yeah, last week he got twenty five touches. Seems like he's back to his full workload. Tough Baltimore matchup. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, like like sneakily, has not been getting on the field as much. I think Shut snap percentage, mouth. snap percentage wise, he was at like fifty six percent last week. You know, he comes back with no uh, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller's hurt, and he was in the nineties. I think that's gone from to like eighties to seventies to I think in the mid fifties last week. So. I've got eyes on that for the rest of the season vibes, but it should be a plus matchup. A lot of points. I see Aaron. Do we have a, something just happened? What happened? DJ Moore catch. That's all. <laughs> more, hey, that's points right there. So DJ Moore currently playing for Chris's side, looking for the revenge game against the Carolina Panthers. You got your one Michael Pittman. You got the tight end double decker stacker. My first Tom time Hill. ever. Currently locked in with TJ Hawkinson and Dalton Kincaid. I'm a big Kincaid fan. Not gonna lie, you know. If if, if I you know out in those calling back to the trades, you know, I I couldn't get Kelsey. You know, you can only get Mark Andrews for like a second round piece and a, a middling wide receiver. Apparently, yeah. I didn't yeah. Have to give up. Um, <laughs> shout out Zach. Um, and so you know, I just went for the next guy, but I do think Kincaid's good, and you know, especially while Knox is out, he's the two target there. The scariest start on Chris's side. Calvin Ridley. Oh God, it might change. That I don't know. Plus My matchup, you can pass on the Niners, but Ridley's been like talk about like Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, iffy there. We've got some options. You know, George Pickens, Boomer Bust, um, Jordan Addison. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, another option. George there. Pickens, Chris. Yeah, maybe Najee I will, Aaron. <laughs> Najee Harris is going to get a, get a touchdown. We we all know what's happening for the guarantee this week. Yeah. Uh, so you know a little bit of play there. Um, Aaron on his side, you know, rocking with the normal guys, except for the fact 
that he's missing Tyreek Hill and Raheem Moster in the same week going up against the rival. That hurts. Can Chris catch him on a down week? Uh, Devontae Adams, I, I said it a couple weeks ago. I need I need an updated panic meter. Oh. Uh, I'm at like a seven. Okay. I feel like before we were all kind of, you know, eh, three, four, three, like, four. like we could see how it might happen. But, man, the last – Three out of the last four weeks, he's been outside of the wide receiver 45. Yeah. I'm not at a 10, though, because they did, you know, get rid of Josh McDaniels. They were in a – They kicked the snot out of the From the start against yeah. the Giants. So Devontae Adams I'll give you that, coach. but I, th- I think 7-8 is the right level. This week he's going to get the sauce. So just Devontae Adams is, is tricky. So this is definitely a week where – you can see that Chris might catch Aaron on, on a down week or a more down week than he's used to having. Forgot to mention Chris on the other side. He's got um, DeAndre Swift on by, you know, eyes on coming back next week. Devon Achan, Kyrie Williams coming back soon. Like reinforcements are on the way. Sleeper is giving Aaron a 59% chance of victory. You know, we're coming up on halftime. DJ Moore's got a handful of points, you know, still waiting for that touchdown to go off. It's not coming. I, I in this matchup, hmm, you know, I, I'm going to go Aaron, but I think it's tight. I'm going me because Aaron just pissed me off. I'm literally, I'm switching my pick right now. <laughs> I'm going with me. I am going to win. I might Damn. even I might even start George Pickens just to just to spite you and watch watch the fireworks. I will say the only the only my last Jeez. bit of actual like analysis. Yeah. Um that Bills game is going to be absolutely fascinating because you got Josh Allen, Dalton Kincaid on one side, Stephon Diggs on the other. Like, you know, Josh Allen throws two or three touchdowns like he's expected to. If two go to Kincaid and none go to Diggs, that could swing it right there. So yep. that's gonna be a big that's gonna be a matchup to watch for sure. Or if four go to Diggs and none go to you, a curb stomp you. Thanks, son. Hey, get all the touchdowns out now. Let let Diggs rack up his tutties so that when come playoff time, he doesn't need any more. I'm gonna literally put up like 190 this week. Oh my god. <laughs> I was I was saying this stuff last week when I was playing Zach, and you saw what happened. Like, God, sweaty. I'm feeling good. Does that mean you're picking you? Vibes are high. Yeah, I'm picking me. Wrong answer. All right, that was your week ten preview. <laughs> Let's get out of here before we start a fight. Nice. Thank you for listening. I don't know if I've I don't know if I've said that in a while. We appreciate you putting us on your headphones it means a lot to us we do this for no monies we do this for fun so we appreciate you guys listening having fun with us this league underscore pod on instagram and twitter is where you can go to communicate with us uh see some updates as always www.thisleaguepod.com and as always comment give us a good rating share us with your friends and as always just smack the like button as hard as I'm just going to smack Aaron on the top of his head this week. Just 
just, I'm going to rip your head off, or I'm going to rip your hair off, and you're going to look like a baby bird. I'm going to hit your head so hard. Day right before the wedding week, but that's a, that's a, <laughs> a good description of what to do. I mean, trade all of your future first round picks, trade all your future second round picks for the like button. Like, just get rid of it, smash it. Yeah. Sam or port a like button. Yeah. Or, or you know, you could, just, you could just click, much like Chris will just have to click away from Sleeper because of the embarrassment that he's about to have. A baby bird, Aaron. I hope you're ready for that. You're going to look like a baby bird. Michael Pittman sucks. Jerome Ford sucks. No. Calvin Ridley sucks. No. We're all good. We all love. This is very loud Bob Marley music. Okay. Here we go. Um, As Bob Marley says, don't let mine and Aaron's hatred ruin the rest of your day. Just love people. Love the world. Let love rule. I'm Chris. Love you guys. Go on, get... Camara sucks. Baby bird. We've got some kind of bone. Go outside, Chris. Yeah.